I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, soul lights. How's everyone doing? All right, if you're new to this podcast, hi, I'm Michelle, and it's really, really great to connect with you, all of you. Um, get cozy, get I'm in the mountains, looks like it's going to rain again, so I've got my decaf cappuccino, got the hot water for some tea on, got my water, got a nice big sweater on, and I am good to go. Um, If you want to listen in the chat, that's great. If you want to ask questions, you need to get a a profile with Blog Talk Radio. I think it's just your name, email, or whatever name you want to give, your handle, so to speak. And, of course, you can always listen by phone. That number is 347-539-5122, And you want to press 1 on the keypad if you want a reading or you want to talk. You just have to press 1. Make sure you're pressing 1 because I see a lot of people in the queue. So I don't know if you're listening, but if you did want to talk or had a question or comment or you wanted to share something or you wanted a reading, press 1. So press 1. I'm going to put it in the chat also, the number. And I do this every time, but we always have new listeners, so... Because I may not pick up if you don't press 1. And then sometimes I get the emails or comments. I waited 45 minutes and you never picked up. But sometimes people forget to press 1 on the keypad to get on air. Or they press 1 and then they walk away and are doing other things, which I get it. I get it. But then you've got to be aware. Um, and pressing 1 just unmutes you so that when I click on your number, um, you're not you know, you'll be un, you'll you'll be unmuted and you'll be able to talk. All right, gang. So uh, let me just share a couple of things in the beginning before we dive in and get to uh, readings and also some channel guidance and information and just some stuff I kind of want to chat about. Love it if more of you um, would subscribe to the Awakenings podcast on YouTube. We will be going live. We are going to be doing a video cast. But what we've been doing right now, uh, thanks to Jacqueline Hansel, she's been um, really helping a lot. Um, you guys, if you need a great editor, web content, blog, whatever, uh, she is on Instagram. And if you follow me, or you can just look at my followers, she's, she's there. Um, anyway, so we're taking... Uh, recent podcast episodes, but also some of the gems of the past. I mean, a lot of them are gems. Most of them are gems. I'd say 98% of 
or we're just going through. So even if you're new to the podcast, it's, it's a great way to get to know how everything started with Awakenings and some of the great guests that we've had on before. Um, we've had a lot of, we've had quite a few comments on some people that, um, gosh, most recently, who's on the other side now, though, but um, David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins. Oh, my gosh, who else? Um, Bernard Gunther, um, just different ones. We've had so many people, but it, it's nice. Um, so if, if you would support the podcast by going and subscribing, um, that would be great. Hopefully also get the notifications for when we go live, which will either be mid to end of January or February. We're still trying to work out the dates because I, um, I also want to be able to have call-in. That would be super, super helpful. And also those of you... I know a lot of you watch the videos, uh, Soul Insights and Tarot, um, on my on YouTube. But if you would subscribe also, and if you want to keep up to date with the posts there, get the notifications. So I'm really wanting to expand the community to um, overlap in a lot of different ways, so that when we start the bigger changes, yes, even bigger than 2020 and mid to end of 2023. Um, and especially 2025 and 2026, that there are a lot of networks supporting communities, places of true connection, and in my mind, great support and information. Um, so we'll be linking with some other communities also, and I'm open to other communities you think we should uh, link to or reach out to or guess. So if you have any ideas, even guest suggestions, any suggestions for what you need and support, you can always email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you need. Uh, many of you have been going to Patreon, my Patreon uh, group, Soul Awakening. Um, and everything has my name in it. So if you can't remember the name of the group or the YouTube channel, just Google search Michelle Mache, one L and Mache, M-E-I-C-H-E. And, you know, stuff will pop up for you to choose from. So if you do want to deeper dive into metaphysics and spiritualism, there is the Patreon community there. There's different ways to connect depending on the level of support you want, how much support um, that you want. It's minimal. If you just want to support the channel, you can even donate. There's an appreciation tier um, or um, there's a tier just for a few videos, and then there's um, the other tiers. So a lot of different ways to support and be supported and to get the information that's right for you. One thing that I would suggest, though, is to really do an inventory on your life and see, what do I really need? You know, a lot of people I'm finding that it's a lot of mental-emotional support, even though we're doing, you know, I'm doing occult um teachings, you know, metaphysical principles and teachings. Um, I'm focusing on spiritualism and spirituality. But I do try to weave in some of the mental, emotional, especially emotional support because the best way that you can, you know, weather change and uncertainty and whether it's small change, gradual change, cataclysmic change, unforeseen change, is mentally and emotionally being prepared. That's the, really the only way. And I say that 
as someone that's had a lot of change in her life, a lot of trauma. I've had a lot of trauma, um, gone through a lot. I've had a lot of great experiences as well. But what always got me through definitely was the right support, not woo-woo fluff. I mean, I like woo-woo, but I make the woo-woo practical. And maybe that's the teacher-therapist part of me. Because if you can't ground what you're learning into reality and use it on a day-to-day basis, a consistent basis, then it's really useless information. You know, even graphic novels and comic books have some kind of payoff or outcome or lesson in there. So um, you really got to look at the storyline of your life to see an an honest assessment of where am I really at and what do I really need? Am I in this circular pattern where things keep repeating and I can't get out, I can't make the changes I want or do what I really want. What is it that's blocking and stopping me? And then you have to put in the consistent work. Everything on the earth plane takes consistent work. It does. And some people check out. And I think for me, what I've seen, it's like you need to have that support because it's work all through your life. And the people that I work with that are very, very, very successful in a lot of ways, and, and also monetarily su- successful, they have always coaches. They work with me. Maybe they some, some have a psychotherapist, some have a psychiatrist. They have a nutritionist. You know, they get the help. They get the support. And I know sometimes people say, oh, I don't have the money. But the thing is, there's a lot of ways. you could, If you look at what you can offer, sometimes people will take exchange. Sometimes they're sliding scale. Sometimes you can work with students. Sometimes you can you have a skill that you can say, hey, I need this, and I'll help you with this. I have this skill set. You can always find a way, always find the help that you need if you really want to and you really want to make the changes, if you make that a priority. For me, whether I've made very little money or a ton of money, I have always found the support. It always shows up. If that's your intention, you know, and then you put it out there, you will get that support that you need. And also when you show up to get for support and you're willing to give, that also empowers you. You know, we're, we're empowered both in the giving and the receiving of life. And again, it's all about honest assessment. You know, I'm amazed how many people can't do an honest assessment even with themselves to say, wow, this is really my pattern, this, this is what holds me back, or, or I do put stock, um, too much stock into something. You know, I put, I put too much emphasis into something. And when you can do that, you may not be able to do it with other people, but at least if you can do that with yourself, then real change can happen. When you look at your true motivations and your intentions, that's going to be a biggie, I'm telling you guys, starting next year especially, because we're really getting into this like much more severe, extreme part of the soul alignment. And it's almost like a, a gardener. You know, you've seen tree trimmers. When there's certain parts of the trees that are diseased or dying or dead, they cut those suckers off. So there's going to be ways that parts of us that we, we're not going to be able to access. We're not going to be able to plug in to that old matrix that says, oh, let me just hack it. Let me just do it this way. You know, I always do this and this works. Or that doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter. And it will just keep coming up, coming up, coming up in your face. 
coming up in your life, however you want to look at it, until you can make these honest assessments and then make the changes. What are your intentions? What are your true motivations? What do you really want? There is no wrong motivation or intention. There really isn't. You have to then just decide, is that getting me what I really need and want, you know, big picture, or is that, is that what I need and want, is that deterring from me? You know, I had a friend a while back and was always telling me, oh, everybody's wearing this, everybody's doing this, always having to buy the latest and greatest. And trust me, I was a model, did some acting. I, I had a, a light traveling around, you know, what is it, jet-setting around the world, this and that. But I guess for me, because my, my true motivation in life really was to always just be on the beach writing poetry or riding my bike or... I don't know, being in the mountains or traveling, you know. Yes, at one point I got into like buying a lot of stuff and my identity. And I at one point realized, wow, that's my wounding. And I could also see it in my chart. Divine Mystic who's in the chat, you know, astrology. Well, it was showing in my second and eighth house because my moon is there and Jupiter and it's an opposition. So what I realized every time I was in imbalance, I was overspending you know, or overdoing or overachieving. But I had to do this honest assessment myself, you know, and then I worked with therapists, of course. But really what helped it when I stopped and I looked, I'll never forget the time. It was, I think it was right at when I was leaving uh, England the second time. And I went, wow, I can see that every time that happened. So I learned how to catch myself. That's all I'm talking about, guys. I'm not talking about judgments. I'm talking about getting real. Because until we do, we're not going to really have that fulfillment and that attainment that we really want. Or if we do get it, we're like a bottomless pit. It's not going to satisfy us. So you have to kind of find out. And I told this person, they're like, everybody's getting this. You have to get this. Or, you know, they would get it. And I'm like, I I don't care. I go, I'm the type of person when I go into a boutique or a store, and if they say everybody's getting it or everybody's wearing it, then I don't want it. I want what's authentic or genuine me, what I'm drawn to, because I know myself. I have a strong sense of self, connection to my soul. And so I don't care if everybody's doing something. If it doesn't resonate and connect in with me, it's just hollow, you know? And so we really have to watch that because our, our whole society is based on this gluttony, this consumerism, this taking in, taking in, taking in to try to fill this void. But the, one of the things is, is the void is a part of us. It's our potential and possibility and unfolding. So there are going to be times in your life where you feel this void. You feel empty. You feel, ooh, there's a lot of space inside me or around me. What, what is that? You know, and you want to fill it. You know, drink, drugs, whatever. You, you know, gambling, shopping, being, not, even be, not being able to be alone, overdoing, overeating, overachieving in the, in the world. And the problem is, is that void is your potential, your possibility. And it has to, like a well, it has to be drained sometimes. And you're really never empty. It's just you're expanding more into the unknown, more into your becoming. I just posted this on Instagram. And by the way, come follow me on Instagram, you guys. Come follow and say hi. Let me know how you're doing on your soul path. 
So I learned that a long time, and I kept watching it. I'm like, okay, what is my motivation? I'd look at other people and what they're doing or their behaviors. And I'm like, that void is always there. People talk about filling the void, you know, not wanting to feel the emptiness. Um, it's like it doesn't matter how many people you live, how many children, how many pets, how many, maybe you have it all. Maybe you have a farm and you have, aunt, you know, you have pets, you have, and you're a rancher and you have, you know, cats and dogs and pigs and, and, and you know, and you have kids galore and you've got a, a husband, a wife, a partner, whatever, and you've got grandkids or you've got, you know, extended family and you've got, you're still going to have that space of the becoming that many times gets fulfilled. It gets filled up. You feel good. Oh, a great meal, a great conversation. You know, you feel fulfilled by something that your husband or wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or family member goes through something. You feel satisfied. You feel happy. You have a great birthday. You have a great dinner. We have to look where we, you know, the, the obsession of I have every occasion I have to have, it has to be special. I have to be celebrated. That's all trying to fill that void to say I'm important. I'm loved. Give me attention. Give me, give me, give me. But no matter how much someone gives us, if that's the game that we're in, if that's the matrix, if that's the design that we're in, it's designed for insufficiency. It's designed for lack. It's designed for limitation. So we're really going to have to be assessing that and because the, we're being nudged and pushed into experiencing and expressing from the extended or expanded realms of consciousness, and you could say higher realms of consciousness, which is more spirit, which is through the subtle energy, through the unified field of consciousness, that that what I need and want is already there in some form, in some way, and that I am the creator of that through my thoughts, my beliefs, my ideas, and, and my actions. And then remembering I'm on the earth plane, so it is going to take consistent effort. It's going to take perseverance. But then there will be breakthroughs. There will be leaps. There will be exponential change, exponential, you know, positivity. Because I'm tapping into more of the unified field of consciousness, source, source energy, the infinite. I'm tapping into the bigger well. So I'm just sharing this with you all to give you guys a heads up so that hopefully some things that I say causes you to pause and you're like, hmm, maybe I better prepare. Maybe I better look at myself and see, you know, what's going on inside me so that if something does, you know, happen in my life or externally, there's going to be a lot happening in the externals that you can say, oh, I, I saw that coming, you know, and I'm not going to identify. Because the thing is, I keep saying, I've been saying this, I think, I don't know, I, when I was doing it, like 2009, and then the last, I don't know, one of the talks that I did, a, uh, a tech talk, maybe that was 2015 or 16, I'm not sure. Uh, but I talked about this, moving from consumerism into creativism. Creativism Consumerism is man-made or human-made. It's ego-based. Creativism is the very nature of life itself. That is consciousness. That is we are creator beings. We're energetic beings, but we're creators. 
And we even had Dr. Bruce Lipton on the show. That's another one. Jackie that I didn't, Jacqueline, I didn't put his, we got to get him on the, on the YouTube. Let me write it down. <laughs> How can I not have had Dr. Bruce Lipton um, on YouTube? That was a great episode. But he talked about it, and some of you were here. He said what they called imaginals, imaginal cells, that there are imaginal cells within our body, which are creator cells. They imagine. And this is like where the hundredth monkey comes in. There, there's by what we're focused on. This is why, guys, I got to tell you this. Come on. This is so important. Because we're creating the new paradigm. I just talked about this on my Instagram. I'm going to be dropping these metaphysical, you know, deep dive bombshells bit by bit so that people go, oh, yeah, and align to that. The new paradigm does not get created, built. I don't care what phrase, word you want to use. By happenstance, it is by us. It's in the backs, the labor the shift in consciousness, the healing, the awareness of us individually, and then as we come together as a collective, but not as the group, as the individual. And that's what Pluto and Aquarius, Pluto, you know, is going to be showing us. Pluto conjuncting, um, or actually it's going to square, Pluto squaring um, Uranus is showing that out of the unknown, out of our unknown, there's a leap. But the leap cannot happen because we're process-based. That's why I do processing and the work that I do. Everything's a process. The, the whole universe works by a process. Something comes out of something else. The seed of the old is in the new. The seed of the new is in the old. The, the, the seed contains everything, the tree. But it, we see it as a seed. Then it becomes a flower, whatever. It becomes whatever. We're seeds. I just posted this today on my Instagram a bit about this. The consciousness unfolding. You can feel the energy. So what you, everyone has to learn how to do is feel the energy, not the mind. That comes later. Feel the energy of where we're meant to go. The problem is we've been trained to block the energy or stop it because we go, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. This is what I want to do. You know, I saw that so much in 2020. And believe me, I was getting ready to move to Spain because I can work anywhere in the world. I think it was 2018-19 I was planning, and I was going to go, you know, then I had those visions, but they did, guys didn't tell me that it was going to be 2020. But I had the visions all about the vax and the COVID, everything, where it came from, everything. I've got that on Patreon. I'm going to be putting it on Rumble um, because it goes into – uh, the Cabal, Bilderberg Group, it goes into a lot of deep dive of stuff. And um, I also talk about some stuff, some information that I got from ex-FBI Director of California, Ted Gunderson. Uh, he was short, for a short time married to one of my teachers and then really good friends, um, metaphysical teachers. So... We have to follow the energy. It's in the Tao. It's even in the Tao. If you've studied the Tao or the I Ching, this is why they, you know, thousands of years ago, they used the I Ching, the easy way. That's what it's called, the Tao, the flow, the easy way. Not only in personal, interpersonal relationships, but in governing and warfare. 
And it's same with trends when you can see the trends, however you're reading them. But we have to heal the ego part of us enough, the part that has all these conditioned response patterns that blocks and gets in the way and, and tries to manipulate the energy instead of aligning first with the energy to then shift it or manipulate it. Manipulation of energy is not bad. That's what the magician does. It's able to take the energy and, and use it by sleight of hand. But you have to be in the frequency of what is and what is becoming. You can't be in the energy of, of what was going on before the becoming. That's why people try to hold on. And you can see it happening right now in society. You can see it in the government. Because there is a bigger mind, the universal mind, that we're part of. But it's, there's an aspect of it that is that we're all removed from unless you learn how to tap into that. So you have to learn to connect to your own energy, read the energy, connect into the subtle energy, and, and be able to read that and see where do I need to go, what do I need to do. The energy is always going to tell you. And I'm going to be talking about this more, and I'm actually even doing um, some courses and workshops coming up on that. A lot of you do it instinctually, but then what happens is we, it gets socialized out of us. You know, it's like we're, we're almost socialized to take the difficult way, the hardest way, and not see when we're on a wrong path because we want to stubbornly believe I can make it happen. Or it doesn't matter what I do, you know, I'll always manifest my destiny. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's true to some degree, but there's a lot that doesn't get manifested because we stay on the road, wrong road or wrong track. We stay on the wrong path. We keep doing the wrong things, the wrong behaviors, the wrong mindset. And then there's not enough support on a societal level, on a group level that says, hey, check yourself. Maybe you might be wrong. That's okay. You're not, you're not wrong as a being, as an essence, as a spiritual being with a soul. You're not wrong. It's the idea or the behavior. How you're unfolding is perfect and in harmony with the divine, with the universe. However, the choices that get made, that's what we have to look at. That's what we have to start looking at. And you want to get a jump on it because even with Venus going retrograde, um, Venus and Leo going, you know, is going to be retrograding, retrograding. There's some aspects there. I'm not going to dive too much into the astrology of it, but I get to channel messages and then I like to check it with astrology and go, okay, how is this playing out on an astrological level? Venus is, is our values and is our money, our monetary system. It's what we value in life, what we place value on and how we feel valued, also loved. So this means there's going to be big monetary changes, changes in the money game, changes in stock market, also with Uranus and North Node and Taurus. So what we value, how do we value ourselves? And again, this isn't about having nice things or not having, you know, I love nice things. It's not, it's not about don't buy things. It's not about that. It's about is that your value and worth caught up in what you have or don't have? Because if it is, then you're not going to be able to make the changes you're going to be needing to make mentally, emotionally, for some of you even physically or materially or maybe on a health level, you're going to have to disidentify with certain things and take that energy and use it to create new directions for yourself. 
So sometimes what seems like loss brings more gain later. But if you're playing the game, everybody does it. Everybody has this. Everybody buys this. You know, everybody goes here. Everybody does this. Everybody does that. Then you're gonna you're losing touch with your soul. You're not connected to your higher self. You're not aligned to your soul, and you're not hearing the messages because the everybody does this, everybody does that, everybody is cool that does this, listens to this, is not going to be supported anymore. That's not the soul. The soul is an artist, is a creator. It looks at the creative way of expressing experiencing in uniqueness. So if you can, I would just say start, just be real with yourself, non-judgmental, and ask yourself, is, is this really sustainable, what I'm doing? Is this essential? You know, we had the whole thing with essential workers. That wasn't just human. That was spirit saying, you know, God, the universe, speaking, going, what's essential, Right? What am I really doing? You know, I love watching these shows sometimes. I saw something on YouTube, and this woman had, oh, God, I don't know. Is it 4,000? No, more, because some um, Birkin bags and, and Kelly bags by Hermes. Some of them, 2000 5000 40000 $12,000 bags. And I know, somebody's multimillionaire or billionaire. But then I'm thinking, honestly, how many of those damn things can you have? How many can you use? I guess you open the closet on shows, you know, like I was watching whatever it was I clicked on. Uh, the guy that was doing the interview looked very cute, little cute gay guy, little peachy guy, you know, his makeup on. He looked just so cute. So I thought, who is this guy? What's he talking about? So he's interviewing this chick and all the Chanel and different bags and um I'm not judging, I'm observing, and I'm asking how many of those things are you wearing? Because I've been around people like that, and I've been in those closets. And you only wear a few. You have, I guess you keep them. It's like collecting art. It's like collect, being a collector. It's collecting. But remember, everything is energy. So when you collect a lot of something, and it's the energy flow. And again, you have to ask for yourself, how much are you collecting? Is it so much that the energy is getting stuck? Because remember, as energetic beings, money is only a small portion. The biggest amount of energy is our energy and motion, is our emotions, is our ability to conceive and create. But if we're grabbing and grasping and grasping, we're not creating. We aren't. And our soul then is languishing. Our, our, because our soul doesn't want to just attain and attain, 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 and grasp and grasp and grasp and grasp and consume, consume, consume. It wants to extend out. It doesn't want to just take, take in. The soul wants to extend out, whether a picture, a poem, a thought, a word, a piece of jewelry, a, you know, I don't know. Whatever it is for you. you, you can see children that are very connected to their soul. They want to say something at, at around two. Hey, I got something to say. 
So if you're only grasping and taking in whatever that is for you on whatever level, look within and see what do I want to share? What do I want to give? What do I want to put out there? What do, how do I want to extend myself out into the world? Connected to my soul, living more from the higher self, what do I want to extend out? Because when you do that, the abundance is coming. The prosperity is coming. You have to extend out. And I don't mean jobs and careers that are exhausting you, that you're just showing up. That's, just a, that's a different kind of extending out because there's no true fulfillment. When you're extending out, you're sharing. There needs to be true fulfillment. It needs to be life-enhancing for you. You need to feel a sense of joy at whatever you're doing. And it's not about the job because some people, whatever job they're in, I mean, my accountant loves numbers. He loves, I mean, my God, he lights up. He talks about these big computers he has and how everything does this, does that. He's got everything organized. Okay, that's his joy. Some people, that's their joy. And he helps others. So that's part of the joy too. Um, So it's not about the job. It's about is the job, the career, is the way you live, is it right for you? That's the question to start asking and to start making small little changes that bring you more in alignment of your truth, of what your soul really wants for you, which is you, what you really want for you, what's in your design. If you don't really care about something, don't try to get it or buy it or do it or be it or have it just to fit in or feel like you're doing something that now makes you a part of society. You know, that makes you in the cool kid club, that makes you, well, I'm doing this, I have this. But is it really what you want? And that's a lot of that Pluto, um, you know, last degrees of Pluto in Capricorn, um, but also, that, again, that Venus retrograde is, is over the summer. I think it starts in July, the, the transit. This whole, these Venus transits have been bringing us more and more into our beliefs, our ideas about, about love, about exchange, about value. What do we value? How are we valued? It's, it's bringing a lot of that into question. All right, gang, anything in the chat? And also 347-539-5122, getting to callers. Um, I'm bad, I collect crystal bowls. But are you using them, Sue? It's not about the collecting. And collecting is fun. I collect some things. I mean, coins. I mean, there's certain things I collect. I love tarot. I collect tarot decks. I collect crystals. I have some crystal bowls. Um, used to collect cowboy boots, but I wore all of them. And that's not to say you have to wear all of them because some people collect art. Again, it's individual but sometimes people collect things and they don't do anything with it. Are you creating with it? Like, what are you doing with those crystal bowls? Are they giving you enjoyment? Are they giving other people enjoyment? You know, you know what I'm saying? So a lot, a lot of artists will collect art. You can tell, guys, let's be real. You can tell if whether it's you or someone else around you that you've met that's taking a lot in, either overbuying, overdoing, and that could be also, you know, like workaholic, martyrdom, are they really fulfilled? Are they really fulfilled? Because 
to some degree, the people that overdo or overcollect things, and I've been around a lot, a lot of really wealthy people, millionaire, multimillionaire, billionaires, they have vacuums in them. That's why they keep collecting. They buy this, and they buy people. They collect people. I was one of the collections for many people. You know, uh, great dinner parties and being on the yacht, but I, and I knew the drill. I was like, well, I'm just one of the interesting people the way I look and I'm a psychic and, you know, I'm an astrologer and, you know, that's a nice dinner companion. You know, I, I can talk, do great cocktail talk about almost anything. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, so all I'm saying is look at the whole <laughs> because what you're collecting, if you're not actually utilizing that energy, it's causing stagnation in your life. When we have too much stuff, we know this metaphysically, we know this mentally, emotionally, Psychologists talk about this. I mean, this is with clutter. You have clutter in your house, you're creating stagnation somewhere. And that could be mentally, emotionally, it could be physically and health issues. We're going to have to look at all this game because it has meaning. It's all energy. So where there's cluttered areas, there's cluttered mind. Cluttered mind, cluttered stuff. We've got to be able to let go of some things to move forward. Or they'll be taken away. If we're critical degrees of Pluto and Capricorn moving into Pluto and Aquarius, Pluto gets rid of stuff. So does Uranus. And so we've got, a, you know, lovely little, another square, multiple squares coming up, uh, parts of the tension. I'm just trying to give a heads up. I'm not judging. I'm in the same process as all of you. I have to look at my own life and, and do accordingly. Like, where do I need to get, get rid of? What do I need to release to, to move forward? You have to get rid of something. There's all kinds of stories about this and sayings, even cliche-ish, you know, what are you getting rid of to move forward? You have to make space. You have to make room energetically. Otherwise, something is going to become stagnant. So I'm just saying, you know, close of the year, Maybe just start looking around, judgment-free, looking within yourself. It could even be a belief or an idea that's clogging you up. It could be a behavior. It could be a food. I don't know. You're, this is where your own empowerment and connecting to your own higher self, the inner healer within, the master of your own inner psyche, psyche in Latin meaning soul. That's becoming psychic. Like, oh, I feel I got to do this, let go of this. I feel I got to let go of that. I, I'm holding on to this dream. I'm holding on to this idea. I got to update it. It doesn't always have to be stuff. You know, a lot of times it is, but it doesn't always have to be stuff. I invite all of you, please let me know how this goes. If any of this resonates for, to you, and even if you hate what I'm saying, then that means there's charge there, though, so there's something there for you to look at. Let me know. Let's do this in January. Let's, come on, let's get really clear, clear out energy and be really fiercely honest with yourself, loving, compassionate, understanding, and honest with yourself. Even if you can't be with other people, that honest, it does, it's not about other people. You, you have no accountability. It's to yourself. Like, okay, you know your deal. You know how you really are. You just have to love yourself for how you are and say, okay, I've been doing this a long time, or I've had this, or I've been thinking this way. Let me just try something new. Let me change it up. And then let me know. Let us all know how this unfolds for you. Oh, Jackie in the chat. Okay, always started looking, always already started looking around at my stuff to get rid of. 
just gave my husband costume jewelry to set, and I'm constantly getting rid of clothes. This really hitting home for me. Yeah, great, great. That's great, great advice. You know, and I just a few months gave eight eight bags of clothes to homeless. I think it was maybe August, September. I still have more to get rid of. I still have more. I'm getting rid of some of my cowboy hats, my hat collection, ones that I've had a long time that I don't wear, and even some are new. But I like the brim to be really kind of stiffer brim. So I'm looking and going, okay, and the hat, it's a crown holder, right? Crown cover, covers your crown. Um, It's good for insulating energy. So no judgment. Just do it with love, care, and kindness, but radical honesty, guys. Come on, radical honesty. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do more. Yeah. Okay, let's get to callers. Lovely callers. You're on air. Hi. You're on air. Hello. 813, you're here. I'll come back Hello? to you. Yeah, you're on Hi. air. What's your first name? Hi, what's your name? My name's Holly. Holly? Holly? Hi, Holly. What's Holly? Yes. So I have a question. Okay. I see the numbers eleven, eleven, all the time, and I was wondering what they mean. Ooh, love it, love it. Okay. Um, by the way, I do have a big explanation on one of my YouTube on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights and Tarot with Michelle Mache, and also on my. Those of you that really want to dive in, also on my um, blog, soulplayground.life. But 1111 is like a tuning fork. 1111 and 111 are not particularly angel numbers. They're more galactic numbers, starseed. A lot of people identify with starseed that see 1111. 1111 means that you're on the right path or track or you're getting there and you're about to do some major shifting in your life to become more spiritually connected, connected to your higher self, connected to your soul. Um, it also guides you to the people that you need to connect with. So it's really like, I, I always say it's like a chiropractic adjustment. It's an energetic adjustment that you're getting to align more to the frequency of your soul, your soul path, and the new paradigm energies that are coming in. It's also a very synchronistic number. Usually people that start seeing 1111 start attracting different people into their life that are part of their soul purpose, part of their soul plan, Um, destiny. 1111 has a lot to do with accessing your destiny. So I would take it that you're definitely on the right track and you're going to be attracting more people that are more in alignment to you, you know, maybe that are waking up. Yeah? So I have another question because I'm in the middle of a big move because I've been feeling really stuck for the last two years. So I just put in my 30-day notice in my apartment, and I'm actually driving right now on the highway from California to Texas so I can have a little more freedom to get grounded and attract these things. But I have um, been talking to somebody, and I haven't – it's been a really long time since I've had feelings for somebody, and I just want to know if you have any hits on if it's going to go anywhere. Well, where is this per- Because I do feel you're – the thing is with the 1111, you usually attract a lot of different people in your life that are supportive of, of 
some part of the path for you. There's some part of your path that's meant to be highlighted right now. So I don't know. I'm not feel, I feel like there's a very strong connection. I don't know that I can say that it's a long-term connection, okay? But it's definitely okay. a very strong connection. So you should just be focused on connecting and, like you said, getting grounded while, you're, while your world greatly changes, okay? Okay. Thank you, because it's definitely a big shift right now, and I just don't know if I'm making the right choice by moving here, but I needed a little freedom to play around with, you know, how I feel and where, where this next adventure is going to take me. Yeah, well, 1111 brings a lot of influences. So it, it could be you moving around a lot and finding the right place and right people, or it could be that you stabilize in one place and there's a lot of people coming in and out of your life. So usually 1111 connotates a lot of movement and change. Um, it's also it can be travel. A lot of people see 1111. There's a lot of travel or about to be a lot of travel. So it's bringing some level of newness and variety uh, in your life. So you, you know you'll, you'll know once you get there whether you want to stay there, and then if you do end up staying there, then a lot a lot of people will be coming in and out or in your life. If you, you know, or you could move around. Yeah, I, I do right? move around a lot. I mean, I work, I, I work for the airline, so I, I'm con- Oh, okay. Movement. Well, there you go. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> There's the movement. So, yeah. All right, Holly, keep us posted, and uh, good luck on your Thank move. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Hi, you're on air. Thanks. Hey, Michelle, it's Jessica from Pennsylvania, and um, definitely definitely hearing you with that uh, mental and emotional support during changes thing. Um, I am, I'm going through some stuff right now. I, um, I've applied for a bunch of jobs. I'm waiting to hear back. It's, I guess, a slow time in the year, and it's kind of driving me crazy because I have nothing to do. Um, and then the things that I come up with to do, they don't take that, they don't take all day. And I just, people are going to call me, get back to me. You know, I'm in the middle of, I had an interview a week and a half ago and I still haven't heard back from the guy for the second interview. So it's just making me feel, I keep feeling this like really uneasy energy. And I just, I don't know what to do with myself. I just keep breathing into it, but it's just so uncomfortable. So your Jessica, you're doing the right thing. Well, you're you because that is that void, that is that becoming. And see, the one of the yes. things that's happening also is as we're getting out of, let's say, earth-based focus, or let's say material, uh, be the pentacles in, um, you know, in the in the tarot, and more into the mental realm. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to manifest things. Things are still going to take persistence, consistent effort on the earth plane. But we're going to be manifesting differently. We had to manifest or do our life very much by labor, kind of very labor intensive. You see more things are automated, even with these apps, right? And that is creating Mm -hmm. more space, which people want to then fill with consuming or doing something or someone from the outside coming in, you know, like, okay, 
you know, a friend, a family member, I got to do, you know, so you're going to, we're all going to have to get used to the space of having, of requiring us to do less. So it could be things like, you know, walking, uh, meditation, creating, you know, or just, just being, I know sometimes I've had days where I have walked like three different times because I can feel (laughs) that. And yeah, I'm like, what do I do? What do I, everything's done, everything. Okay. Even with clients, (laughs) there's so, yeah, there's so much energy coming through that there's not enough yet outlets for it. And so that's part of the reformatting of us on a mental, emotional and psychological level, because we've been trained, you know, to that you have to, do a lot or make things happen. And we did back in the past. I mean, think about it. You, you know, people, you know, even people, farmers, the picking the fruit, some stuff is done by machine. Um, you know, there's just, a, there's just a lot of things that are getting automated, and that's just an outpicturing. It's the automation is not causing it. It's consciousness that's causing that. Automation is just one aspect of it. Getting things done or things that you thought you had to do, certain to do, certain things you had to get done and do, now they're becoming obsolete. Or somehow, you know, it's just the randomness or the synchronicity of things. It's not really random. It's really this design. It's like you might think, oh, I got to go to the post office. I got to do this or pay this or do this. And then you get a notice that, you know, you don't have to do that or you can do that online you know, now, you know, you're going to notice you can do it by phone. So that's one less get dressed, do this, go in traffic, you know, depending where you live, find the post office, go to the post office. So there's going to be more and more and more and more of that. And this is why I'm saying people are like looking on the outside going, what can I consume? What can I fill this void with this space of time? Or energy. I have all this energy. So we have to use, we have to even learn to use our energy differently. You know, I know people that are like, oh, I have to do yoga. I did Pilates. I went for a run. I did this. I did that. And it's like, because they have all this anxiety, they have all this energy that they're not utilizing. Sometimes the energy just means rest. Let me recycle my energy through my lower and higher chakras. Let me do the microcosmic orbit. Let me let this energy go back into source, just like, you know, like a, a blood transfusion, right, a recycling blood. We need to do that energetically. But we've been trained so much to use everything up until we're exhausted. And then that means we've had a good day or we've been productive. We're going to have to be changing that model. So I feel you, girl. I feel you. It's just what you're doing, what you need to do. Breathe through it, sit through it, move through it, dance through it, jump in the air, take a walk, sit down, take a nap, do whatever. Do tune in with your body and see if there's any image or picture that comes up and or feeling of one way to connect in with this energy. It may not be to release it. You might have, you might have this extra energy that's actually healing something in your physical body. And this is what I mean. See, once we start thinking of ourselves more as energetic beings, we're like, well, I don't always have to use my finite energy, you know, because we have finite and infinite energy. Maybe I'm just building, or maybe I'm getting extra blast of energy from the higher energy centers because it's healing something physically within me or mentally or emotionally, right? There could be deep healing that's taking place. Mm. Yeah, and that's, uh, I love that because 
that actually came through the other day. I was like, you see, you sat with it, you had some cries through it. And then this realization came through about the whole consistency thing that you were talking about. And then I, I did wow. some things with my own business. Yeah, I did some things with my own business and I was like, Oh my god, this is the missing thing that I've like haven't been consistent over the like over time. It's like a a lot of I'll do a lot of work and then I'll leave it and then it's like I used to never like being consistent because it was always boring to me. Um, right. And I didn't think I had energy to keep doing it. But I was like, look, at, you're exhausting yourself by doing these big bursts of energy that you're really running your adrenals and you don't want that life anymore that's like chaotic and drama. And But like, so, I mean, the other element of this is that I am coming to peace with it today. I mean, what, I have all this energy, so I'm thinking, okay, let me use my my thoughts to manifest this. At least I get a job offer, and then I can relax after that. Because I've been working at this for months this year. Like this has basically been my project this year. So, um, but manage. I and, would just say manage your energy. It's not. See, we don't. It, we've been taught that we have to do, 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 and then we get to pay, the payoff. Then we get to relax. Bring the relaxation. No, no. Bring the conscious relaxation into what you're doing. Because that will also release the energy it shifted and adjusted. Relaxation does take energy. So if you bring that in your process, then you're going to channel some of that what you're what you're feeling as excess energy. And by the way, for all for everyone, a lot of this energy is also it's all also just higher vibrational frequency energy, and our, we don't know how to deal with that yet. We don't, yeah. we don't understand. Yeah. It's like lightning coming in through us. We want to get rid of it. We want to make it happen. We want to be productive. We want to do it. And, you know, and, and to try to retrain the lower mindset, the beta consciousness and the ego to retrain or reframe that like, Hey, you don't have to exhaust all your energy. You could channel it in a different way. You know, sometimes taking a nap even channels that energy. You know, it's not logical. People are like, well, if I take a nap, then I'm going to be, you know, wide awake. Not necessarily. Yeah. All right, sweetie, keep yeah, us posted, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Keep us it's posted. so wired. It's like, no, get to take care of this job. Think positive. Think positive. And it's like, no. No, it just, ruins just my be mental. where you are. And you're doing it. I yeah. love what you're saying. I love what you're saying that you're just working with. That's what we, we have to all align to this energy and now learn how to, you know, connect with it, manage it, be with it, allow it. You know, it's, it's, it's such a higher level of living and being, you know, because it's, it's, we're getting out of the old mental constructs, the constructs of the ego or egoic mind, the, the constructs of, like, you know, winning success, dress for success, all this formulaic way of being. And that's why, honestly, I think this is why addiction has been so rampant because we were never taught our whole, all the societies since the beginning of time have not been taught how to handle energy or manage energy. We've been, mm. we've been given prescriptions. Just, we've been given, yeah. yeah, we've been given prescriptions and recipes and, and the, I see it with the people that I know around me. It doesn't even matter if they're spiritually inclined the more they stick to those prescriptions, and they hold too because there's a lot of validation 
like, oh, I got up early in the morning, I did my yoga, I went for a run, I did this, and then I had my clients, or I went here, or I went to work, and then I went to the gym, and, and, and society is like clapping, yay, oh, my God. Oh, and then I went and I went in the backyard and I picked the, you know, vegetables from the garden and I made a salad and then I went and, you know, and it's like I, I did, I went, I went. And, and society, everybody's, look how much that person gets done. Look at what they do. But they can't just be and channel the energy, funnel the energy. It's all based on external validation. And that's what is greatly going to be changing in like a huge, huge way. That's what I'm saying. We all need to more mentally and emotionally prepare. But thanks, Jessica, for calling in and thanks for what you shared because I feel if people listen to the replay, what you shared is a really great first step for everybody to just start doing to kind of get more of a handle on this energy instead of trying to do, 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 do with it. And like you said, get exhausted or consume. You know, it's like filling, the, it's the filling of the void because all that energy, it's like a big vat. It's a cosmic vat within us. You know, big you know, wine barrel or something within us and people want to fill it up. And it's like, no, just, we just need to allow the energy to come in and be filled with that energy. And then you're inspired, like you said. You've got the realization. Then the inspiration comes in and the inspired action. All right, big hug, mm-hmm. Jessica. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on air. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi. It's Sunray. Hey, Hi. Sunray. <laughs> Hi. Oh. How are you? Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, I'm glad you called in. Beautiful. I'm doing well. I'm in the mountains. It's a great walk through the mountains. And uh, been doing some sharings out here. So, oh, Sunray. So, what would you like to share? Did you have a question? Yeah, I I wanted to update with you. Yeah, so. The last time we spoke, I mentioned I didn't know what was going on. I um, had home insecurity. Um, yeah. And I've, like, found a place. Um, and also through this past month. Yeah, yeah, in this past month. You too, found a place. Found a place. I love it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. It's temporary, oh. um, as you mentioned. Okay. And, and, yeah, as, as everything in life is. And, um it was challenging. You know, I did have to stay in Airbnbs and friends and try to figure myself out. And then, interesting, I did meet someone, and it was a fast relationship. And I, I'm not sure if you've experienced this before, but it was quick and then it ended. Um, but I learned a lot from it, and I learned kind of like that love that you can get um, from other spaces. You know, I learned a lot about my how I receive love now. I can share love. Um, and that, uh, like, what I wanted from a relationship is something that I can get from other friendships and and other relationships that um, is does not have to be that, uh, not, like, what you get from love is not only from a deep romantic relationship, but you can get that same yeah. love from different places. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I've, 
also learned that Beautiful. I want to build this relationship over time. Um, and this is just really great. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you have any um, further insight as to all of the this uh, current that I've been, you know, in. No, I would just say, wow, that's a great learning, and I know that's helping so many people by hearing you share this um, part of your path. And I would just say get settled within, get centered and settled within, clear on yourself, and then that extends out into the world, and that's where you're at right now. It's really about you mm-hmm. and then how you mm-hmm. connect and interface with other people, but you're starting to get that clarity and that is not just a beautiful thing. That's a magical thing. That's where the magic happens. So anyway, thanks mm-hmm. for dropping this mm-hmm. on us, this beautiful, of beautiful course, wisdom. Yeah. Thank you so, oh, thank so you much. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Big hug. Oh, next Peace. Yep, bye. Bye. Drop in the wisdom, you guys, that are calling in. Thank you. And, and we'll be getting to our guests. I see them now in the queue. Um, hi, you're on air. What's your first name? Hi, this is Carrie Hart. Am I on? Hi, Carrie. Yeah, you're on. Hi. hi. Okay, good. Well, I'm your guest. Oh, I had a different number. Okay. Do we have two? <laughs> oh, are you? Okay. Hmm. Okay, just one. Let's see. I had a different guest here. Let's see. Let me make sure. Hold one second, Carrie. Hi, you're on air. Yeah, that's okay. So that's what I thought. Paul, can you hold on, please? You bet. I'll be right back. Okay. Carrie. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. There's some kind of mix-up because I have my pre-notes and everything for Paul. Is our guest today Fletcher? So I'm not sure what happened. I will. Um, were you supposed to be on well, last week? Got was that you? And it, no. So it's it's okay. fine. You go ahead and talk to Paul, and we'll talk later. Okay, I'll see what happened with the producer. Okay, sure. No, problem. sorry about that. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Ooh, I feel bad. That's never happened. Okay. Hey, Paul. Welcome. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I'm like, uh-oh. I can. I can. I'm not sure what happened. A little double book there or something. But um, but I have your information in front of me, and you're in the calendar invite. So um, I'm not sure what happened with Carrie, but we'll have to get that sorted out. Um, anyway, welcome. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Yeah. So, um, gosh. We've been deep diving, and we've had a lot of callers call in. People are really going through a lot right now and doing some deep dive assessing, you know, that's coming up. Um, So I want to get a bit of your background and just what you feel comfortable sharing. I know you're a master teacher and healer, um, but I want to know exactly what kind of master teacher, healer, or how you perceive yourself or how you assist others, um, and then we'll go from there. Okay. First, I wanted to say thank you, Michelle, for allowing me to be on your show. I appreciate that very much. And uh, I have been listening 
uh, I listened to your recordings and I listened a bit today and really enjoy the way you, you know, you, you, you care about your, you know, your base. You really listen and you care. And that's, that says a lot. That's probably why you're so successful. Oh, thank you. And I do. I do, I do, I do. I see us all on this path together. And I, I either say I'm in front or behind or it's happened to me already or I've observed it happening. So we're all going through it at the same time. Uh, and that's what, just what you said makes you a master teacher and a healer. So I can see that. No matter what your modalities are, that you have that awareness and that assessment. Um, yeah, you're seeing the uh, healing energy under what is said or through what is said or spoken. So, yeah, thank you for that and welcome. Um, so you've heard some of the people. So that can kind of give you a um, – God, I almost feel like there's this, like, deep, heavy but light energy where people are just, like, pivoting, ready for some kind of get real breakthrough. I don't know if you're feeling that, too. Yeah. There, there is so much occurring with humanity today. <laughs> people are being forced to heal. Yeah. And uh, and it can be quite yeah. uncomfortable. I think that's one of the reasons why they turn to to people like yourself and me because they don't know where to go. Yeah. And I want to be real, right? We want to be yeah, real. It's important. About it. You need to acknowledge deep. people's pain and what they're going through and and mm-hmm. there's our own internal stuff, there's stuff from outside of us that affects what we're going through. And you know, we need uh, we need some support mechanisms. So, very happy that you're that you're one of them. Yeah, thank you. And I love what you said. Let's talk a bit about that support because that's what I'm seeing. I, I think a lot of the stuff, too, that's out there, and, of course, I've been doing this for so long. I've seen kind of a, you know, I'm not like that old, but, you know, I've been doing this for a while. And there can be a lot of fluff. You know, I would say there's, I love woo-woo. I'm very woo-woo, but it's got to be practical. And I just think that sends people down dead ends and cul-de-sacs that, you have to get like the force to heal, the healing, the being honest with oneself and seeing what are the model, what do we really need to do? I think that's part of it. You know, when you're healing, you got to be honest with yourself of like, what do I really need to do? You know, it kind of goes into challenges, yeah. you know, and even healing on a soul level, like, okay, what do I, what do I need to do? Not what is everybody doing, but what do I need to do, you know? Yeah, and ultimately, at least in, in the wisdom that I've learned in my short life, it's, um, you know, the first 20 years, we're, we're basically at, at, the, at the mercy of other people and their, their information, whether it be positive or negative, impacts us at the level of soul. And we tend to form our personality accordingly. And then the next 20 years, we, we go through a waking up process, and then the remainder of our life is fixing whatever got messed up the first 20 years and, and, yes. um, and then trying to get to the finish line of, of, of stopping this reincarnation cycle. At least that's where I buy in at. And, uh, and trying to get to the finish line with joy and happiness and, and bring as many people along the way. Right. Yeah, and it is part of it. I mean, the process, this whole idea of healing, empowerment, I mean, it's kind of in the, the programming. You know, it's in the, the passion play of, of Earth. Um, kind of, you know, meant to go through that and learn how to connect more as a soul. You know, and I, I do believe eventually our society will be more, or societies will be more based on that, 
on the soul, soul expression, soul experience. But where we are now, we're, we're getting there. We're creating or healing enough to, to um, uh, get there. Um, okay, but Paul, let's go back because we, <laughs> we have so much to chat about. Um, let's go back to the master teacher and healer, what that is. And I know that there's also this um, process or path here on the Tao of healing. If you can touch a little bit about that, what you're teaching and healing, what modalities you're using, or what you consider healing. You know, maybe there's a different um, approaches and definitions. And then if you can tie in the Tao of healing as well as um, one of the modalities that you're doing, that would be great. Thank you so much, Michelle. Um, the simplest way I can put it is, we, you know, we all come from the same one source, and we all are a soul. And in fact, mm-hmm. the highest wisdom that I've come across shares that everything comes from source, every energy, every matter, every speck of sand, mm-hmm. everything has source within it. Uh, that means your, your sore knee has the source within it, uh, and your sore neck, and your relationship, uh, and things that we might consider inanimate, such as our finances. So, everything has a soul is one of the highest wisdoms that I try to share with folks, and it's based on teachings uh, that I've received. And it's actually one of the people you interviewed, Dr. and Master Shah. <clears throat> and uh, he's the one that I received these authorities and, and wisdoms from. And, you know, I, I listen to your audience quite a bit, and I, I hear so much... Um, life pain, this relationship or that, you know, I don't know how to handle this and I just got fired or Mm -hmm. so so many stories, right? And so the, what I do to try to help people is assist them to realize that first of all, we are connected to each other. That should not be a new idea. Um, But we are impacted by our own thoughts, words and actions and those of our ancestors and we are impacted by those things outside of us, such as walking through a room when the negative news is playing, that will impact our vibration. And this vibration uh, that we, are, we come in with, all of our souls, positive and negative information, contributes to the manifestation in our life. And then we have an experience. Let's say we have a, a positive experience where we meet the love of our life and, and we go through this uh, hope and dreams and setting everything up and then maybe... It doesn't work out after four or five years. And we go, well, what could possibly happen? It was my soulmate. What happened? This Mm -hmm. wisdom, Tao wisdom, Tao healing, shares that the reason it went south is because you two have done this rodeo before, and there was some mistakes that were made that if you see them coming, if you recognize it's on your vibration, if it's, it's quantum entanglement between you, then you can transform it. You can heal it. And that's what Tao healing is, is it recognizes the origination of a suffering, which is the vibration at the level of your soul, from your own thoughts, words, and actions. And then the healing is to transform whatever is creating your suffering at the level of point of origination. Instead of at the mind level or the the heart level or the, the physical level, we deal with it at the level of origination. That's the essence of what I do. Mm, I like that. Um, similar beliefs to what I have, um, and, and I call it working beliefs. They seem to be working, but with that consciousness or everything coming from source and getting back to that origination, you know, getting back to that original cause or original blueprint. Um, 
of that. Now, is that the Tao of healing or Tao healing? Yeah, it is loosely termed Tao healing. And for those that are, are kind of raised in eyebrow, well, Tao isn't that a religion? Taoism <clears throat> is. And people ask me, well, mm-hmm. what can you teach me about Taoism? I'm like, pretty much nothing. I don't even... I know about as much as anybody else because I don't, I don't learn that. I don't teach it. Tao simply means source. So Tao healing means source healing. Uh, mm. Most people have heard of like Reiki and, and there's pranic healing, so many amazing forms of healing out there. Uh, so how do you segregate them or separate them? And in this case, the, what I would share is that this is a form of the source frequency and vibration. Most people do have access to versions of that. And this is a transmission, though. Like I mentioned, you, you had an interview with, with my teacher, Dr. and Master Jigong Shah. But he's probably the most prolific healer on the planet, if anybody did their research. And he can actually transmit healing authorities to people, and I've been blessed to be one of them. And, you know, I don't do any healing. I'm, I'm just a nobody. But when I become the channel and let it come through, I, I have to say I've seen some pretty amazing things. And... I can only attribute it to the wisdom, which is when you heal things at the level of source, then the mind and body will follow. Yes. That is so very true. And it's, yeah, it's getting to, it's getting to that level, um, getting to that infinite space of becoming where all is possible. That's... Uh, the profoundness of it, though, isn't it? There's ultimately getting to that, getting to that level. Yeah, we don't have to suffer. You know, so many people mm-hmm. suffer. They don't have to. If they realize that everything uh, that, that might look unpleasant on the surface, it provides for them an amazing opportunity if they can simply see it. Hey, this, this occurred for me because of vibration on my field. Something in my yeah. field brought this to me, be it positive or negative, and if I cannot buy into it and go down the suffering avenue, but instead see it for the opportunity that it is, and then be empowered with the right toolkit to transform it, then that's how you level up. That's how you move forward. But so many people get caught up in the experience versus the opportunity that the is available to them. Yeah. yeah. This taps into a lot of what we were saying at the beginning of this podcast, and I've I feel that it's, um, and even what I see as a channel, I, I'm seeing just much more of this realization of the, more of the energetics, you know, the frequency, the vibration, the resonance. That's always, I, you're so right, where the bigger changes happen and the most consistent or permanent changes um, not always in the story. I mean, sometimes you have to get through the story. I mean, we have these layers and levels, but I, I do feel that we're getting to the place where that is, that's the energetics is really going to be necessary. It's cutting through the mental, you know, the, the right, the mental realm, the story, the story about it um, and getting into the energetics of what's causing it, the vibration, the frequency that design, that matrix, that's where the shift mm-hmm. has to happen. And, of course, you know, working energetically, that's where it does happen. Um, but a lot of people get invested in the story. And, again, story is important. Uh, 
but it doesn't change in the story. That's why things don't change just cognitively when you talk about it. You've got to get to as close to original source as you can. So, yeah, I really, yeah. That, that's pretty, pretty amazing. What would you say, because a lot of people say, why am I having all these challenges? What's going on in my life? Or I always seem to have challenges or things never line up for me. Do you find that there's a root cause? Like if somebody always have because we do go through challenges. I mean, that is part of the human existence and, you know, passion play, I like to call it. However, when people are having chronically all the time, all the time, something is going on, I would imagine. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's energetically, as you said, it's, it's in our, it's in our field. And, um, and a, a representative example is someone I was working with the other day, uh, and it's in a relationship. I'm doing a course on that coming up pretty soon. It's still under production. But the Tao wisdom says that if there's a history of, in this example, relationship where a person has difficulty finding the right person or the person's, the person they are with, uh, it never seems to work out. Um, what is often failed to be looked at is the commonalities for example, the easy one is, well, I keep finding people that keep cheating on me, right? That's, some people can relate to that. Or another one might be, you know, um, I always seem to attract people that are verbally abusive, right? And, and you could be very docile, and there's no reason why it would be that way. Um, the wisdom is, in this sort of previous lifetime, you or your ancestors, most likely yourself, was not the docile one, but the one creating the issue. And so what would be suggested to transform that so that you don't experience that moving forward is you go inside and you recognize and you ask forgiveness for this in all lifetimes of, of treating that person or others in an unpleasant manner. Because if you're experiencing things over and over again, the method is very simple. You probably cause that exact same situation upon others. The, the dance is not to go down the guilt road because, to be perfectly honest, most people on the receiving side of unpleasantness, um, they're good people. You know, if you're, if you're constantly getting beat over the head with money or, or not having enough of it or, or um, something, you know, consistently unpleasant happening, most people I come across are really good folks. They just, they wouldn't harm a soul, and yet they're suffering a lot. And very often it's because not of this lifetime, previous ones. But it's the recognition of that that causes the shift. If we can recognize there's a reason it keeps coming, which is to say, hey, look at me. This is your opportunity to see the repeating pattern. Now you can ask forgiveness for this, not for who you are today, because you would not do that today. But any potential mistakes that have caused that form of suffering upon others, then you apologize. And then that person or persons that's doing that to you in this life, it's not okay what they did. You're not condoning what they do. You don't stick around and take in more of it. That would be foolish. You know, you, you, you bring yourself clear of an unpleasant person, but at the level of soul, which is where all this information derives from, you do all of this forgiveness at the level of soul. You call the souls of all of those who've been harmed, and you, from your heart you ask forgiveness. And if you consistently do that, you know, every day, 10 minutes, you could be very surprised. This is a self-healing method that we employ. And then the, the techniques that we use in the healing and whatnot that we offer takes it, you know, a thousand miles faster than that. 
but you can transform a lot in your life if you just recognize why these patterns occur. Yeah. And the shifting of the pattern, um, and that's that's where I come in. That's what I love. That's the pattern. Um, sounds like you love, to what you do. Let's talk about that because we are patterns. We are a design, a matrix, a soul design, however you want to look at it, you know, fractal, flower of life. Everything is this design, a seed that originates. Let's talk a little bit about getting to that original pattern or closest to it because we're infinite, so we are you are one main pattern, but the soul is looked at as a spiral, you know, spiral of life. This mortal will come in this earth plane, this mortal coil. So we're getting different levels and layers. I guess two questions I have for you, Paul. One is, where's a great place for people to start? We kind of talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but I didn't ask this question, and I'll ask it of you. Where where should people where's a good place for people to start? Like, is it a reoccurring idea? Should they assess their life, do a little inventory? That's kind of what I've been suggesting. To say, okay, this I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this area, or I'm gonna look in this area, or this is what's holding me up. Because um, I think right now. A lot of people are still looking externally. They're not looking at what's going on in their life. There's all these external reasons. And even those external reasons are valid, like you said. You've gone through abuse, gone through trauma. But the answers aren't going to be by what happened to you back then and out there because the pattern now is within you, that it's changed the soul design. It's an overlay on the soul, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. where would be yeah. a good place for people to start, I guess, Um Let's just start with that. Okay. Thank you for asking, Michelle. Mm-hmm. My suggestion would be for a person to first do what it takes to put themselves in a positive environment um, and then move to that second part of the question. And the reason why is when we are so stuck in our pain, it's really hard to even hear what the root is. Um, whereas if we can move ourselves to, do, to be in any form of positive environment, be it at nature, doing art, um, putting good music in our ears, separating ourselves from, from the negative forces around us, the more we do that, the easier it is to, to bring ourselves into a space of positivity where we can transform what that route might be. Um, once we do that, we start bringing that positive field into our field, we can much more easily see what the highest and next best step might be. And we are all manifestors, as you well um, alliterate in in, in, uh, everything you speak of, you know, we're manifesting. And what I think the biggest blocking point for everybody, and I do mean everybody, is that when we wake up in the morning, the evening, whenever we wake up, we step into our manifestation from up into this day. And if the predominancy of our thoughts, our words, and our actions, and the predominancy of us on our vibration has not been shifted, then it creates today. And if we focus on that same stuff, that same person, that same, that same coworker, that same I don't have sex, that same I don't have love, that same I don't have enough money, if we continue to, to bring our focus to today, 
which is built on the past, then we are in avoidance of our future. We are, um, we are puppets of our own uh, manifestation. If we say, I see this, but it doesn't mean it's what I'm going to have in the future. It's simply what I created up to this point. Now I have something I can change. But in order to, to, to shift it from what I see in the moment, I have to have an end result of where I'm heading. So I encourage all of my student base to really have an end goal where they can, can happily see it, have an emotion associated with it, and instead of buying into what they see in that day, they can cognize it, agree with it, but say, yeah, I see you but I'm not going to give you empowerment like I have in the past. I'm going to default to my new um, agreed-upon future and emotion and know that every new day that goes by, it's getting closer to me. And then those validations show up for us uh, because we're putting attention towards that versus the other. And this is a form of healing at the level of soul because what you're doing is you're transforming the negative information by bringing positive into the field. It's very simple. These are all self-healing methods. You know, the, the different healing that I do accelerates all that, but these are things that people can do real-time for themselves right away. Love that. Love that, love that, love it, and, and definitely resonate with that. Um, absolutely, yeah. Cause, and, again, it's like a, it's a pattern interrupt to the condition response pattern that's overlaying the soul. And I think if people can really get that, it's an overlay, you know, it's like putting a, a cloth over your, your head. You can take the cloth off. You know, there might be light cloths, there might be, there's all these veils, right? Um, yeah, and you don't have to agree with it. You can, you can see it for what it is and say, I don't buy it anymore. I'm kind of done with this. But most mm -hmm. people can't get to that new vibration that they want, that new um, intention or vision or frequency or whatever. They can't get there because they're too stuck in the negativity, which is why I started out by saying, you know, bring yourself into a consistent positive field, and then it's much easier to discern what do you really want, and then you get clear on that and start bringing emotion around it and default into that as much as you can because you know, if you're like me, you know, I had to do this a thousand times a day, but then yeah. it became 900, then 800, and then, you know, less and less and less. Uh, but it's something that we can all do if we're cognizant. I love that. And I do think you have, you do it. And that's the whole idea is being able to shift into that, whether it's 900, a thousand or five times a day, it's just going into that, which is that truth of you. It's aligning to the higher self into the soul we can, and the more we do that, the more we align and live in that space. See, and also, Paul, I definitely feel what you're talking about, what we're talking about, what we're sharing, and, and you've got some great suggestions here, is that this is going to be more and more crucial as more and more is dissolving and destructing in the old patterning matrix, you know, whatever you want to call old design, because we're the ones that have to be in the new frequency to co-create first of all, to open up to the new emerging consciousness and then create from that space. So we do need these tools of being able to attune and not, like you said, create from the old vibrational old frequency or the less life-enhancing or the detrimental. Some of it's not even non-life-enhancing. It's detrimental 
trauma-based frequencies. Now, here's another question for you. What can help people from rolling back? That's, we get so much, it's, not, it's human nature. It is psychological. It is a protection mechanism. And unfortunately, we get a lot of validation from rolling back into that. Like you said, like, get up, you know, you have the pattern interrupt, you get in that, the frequency of more positive where you want to be more life-affirming, life-enhancing. Any yeah, thoughts it's, it's of a... the, the rollback, how to counterbalance that perhaps? Yes, I have um, both a, a Tao healing answer and a psychological answer, and I think they're both relevant. Hmm. Okay. Um, and I, by the way, I have no, no degrees in psychology. It's just, it's just getting in there and going and swinging the bat and figuring it out. Um, but in terms of the Tao healing approach, it would, you know, sometimes no matter how hard we try, it's really hard to get over that hill. That yeah. tends to mean that that's where, and I'll use the word karma, but it's a form of a negative information that is very accumulated, right? And so if it's really hard, then that means it's, it's a heavy karma, so to speak. So that's where we need to be really authentic in a depthful forgiveness practice because, to be perfectly frank, it can mm. be that simple. If we truly recognize that, wow, I just can't get out of this addiction no matter what, there's a really good possibility mm-hmm. I've created a significant suffering in others that I'm just unclear of. And, and you, know, you put your head on the ground and you truly do an authentic forgiveness. You could be surprised what kind of miracles that can create. But that's one facet. Um, One of the other things that's a bit more um, real world is really asking yourself um, why. And and a good example is people actually will go back to a physically abusive relationship. They'll they'll, they'll leave it, Mm -hmm. and they know it's bad for them. They'll tell you it's bad for them. They'll write that it's bad for them. They'll go to counselors, and they'll admit that it's bad for them, and they'll go back to it. Why? And you can apply this to anything. Why would they go back to it? And the bottom line is there's a payoff. There's a payoff. They get something out of it at a level that is not conscious. So that's where the question needs to be. What is the payoff of going back to this? And in, in this example, the payoff for that person that goes back to an abusive relationship is attention. At least they're getting attention. It might be negative, but yeah. they're getting it. Right? And so if we ask that hard question, what is the real payoff here? Why am I really going out to it? back to it, then we can dissolve the return cycle by being conscious. And I'll give an additional warning to everybody out there. It's usually the fourth or the fifth why. In other words, well, why am I doing this? Typically, the first answer is the bullshit answer. (laughs) It's the one where it's the topical (laughs) consciousness answer. And, And you can't accept it because it doesn't go anywhere. You say, well, yeah, but why? And then you've got to go, Okay, but why? And if you sit with it and drill down three, four times, and you finally get to that, and you can get past that one, that's probably the real answer. And then that's also what you can do forgiveness on. Mm-hmm. I love Paul, i got to tell you, we, um, as I, I learned that in, uh, well, hypnotherapy school and especially uh, medical hypnotherapy, which I studied, there's actually a process. Um, it has to do with gain and loss. And we have to do this, I use it mental, emotional, but when I was doing a lot of medical hypnosis and hypnotherapy um, for illness and certain conditions, we call them conditions because they're easier to handle, that had to be addressed. What are you, what is the gain? What is the process? And you're so right. People couldn't see the gain, 
But the truth is, I mean, as weird as it's, we don't do anything in our life unless there's some gain, even if there's trauma involved or, like you said, abuse. Um, so I really hope people are listening to what you're saying and people that are listening now go back and replay this. And, again, I think radical honesty and what you're saying, the forgiveness, we have to look at when we stay in these situations, we are gaining something. We can't – yes, we've been victimized. We've, we've received some form of abuse. But the staying there, there is a payoff. There is a gain. And I've had to go through it myself where I had to look at something and go, wow, I did, you know, gaining something here. Um, in hypnotherapy, we look at the gain and then the loss. But there's studies of research have shown that if we don't see what the gain is or the payoff, as you're saying, we won't heal. We won't get better. Whatever area it is in the li- our life, unless we take responsibility for that gain that we were receiving something by that set of circumstances and you could say vibrational frequency and, you know, and resonance staying in, in that. If we don't come to understand that we did receive something from it, there was a payoff for us. We actually don't get better. So it's so profound what you're saying. It's, um, Everybody re-listen to this portion. I mean, that's so important. That's uh, We can't go to that next level of empowerment because unless we can own that creator part of us, that creator aspect, we can't extend or expand in that next level of consciousness because then we're still going from the lack, the default, the less than, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's true. It's so true, yeah. Wow. Yeah, healing is very important. And, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. No, go ahead. I, uh, I was, I was going to re- briefly state that healing is very important, especially at this unique time that we're in. Um, you know, everyone that's listening is already awake, and they're trying to minimize their suffering so that they can be happier and healthier, to, in the simple version. Um, and they wouldn't be listening to you if they weren't already awake. And, and the, yeah. the scary part is there's a good 70% of humanity who doesn't fall into that category yet. And the most mm-hmm. awake ones are the ones that are the most suffering. But each of you, mm-hmm. all of you that are listening, um, your soul chose this time to come in. Because when you have the greatest chaos, it's also the greatest time to elevate your soul standing, to elevate your your awakening process and to become towards an enlightened being. That's this kind of a chaotic time it creates heroes, uh, at, you know, yeah. creates people that really elevate significantly. You sit up on a cloud in heaven and meditate, you'll move up, but it'll be, you know, incrementally. You come down here and you, and you, you plow through this field of difficulty and you, and you, you know, go through it step by step and you clear your karma step by step. You be conscious of what you're going through. Uh, you work with it. You see it. You, you transform it. You do your forgiveness. You, you heal it. And you come back upstairs and the guy that's sitting up there meditating, uh, you know, the Buddha, if you will, is sitting up there meditating. He's still, his cloud moved up one inch. Your cloud moved up, you know, a thousand feet because you came down here and did the hard work. Your soul knows that's why you came at this time. That's why you're listening to Michelle. So, you know, do the steps necessary. Stop being the victim and step into your power by becoming, you know, all that you came here to be. Mm. 
reminds me of Girl Maya, this teacher that I had, and she said, you know, anybody can go to the cave in the Himalayas or be in the ashram where everybody's saying peace and blessings, namaste, um, although actually most spiritual centers have the most drama I've ever seen <laughs> because they don't do any healing. They don't work on the emotions, the emotional, the wounding, you know. Um, it's so true. <laughs> right? But actually it was very interesting studying um, – Hinduism, I don't remember some Buddhism, I didn't go that deep into it, but, and I don't remember if that was a precept, but that the householder, what they called the people that had family and then went to work, to your point, Paul, were doing the most work on the planet, and it was the most difficult. Not the sadhu, the mystic, the nun, but those were looked at as easy, even the guru. It was the people, the, the, what they called the householder, which was, I think it was also Buddhism, because they said the Buddha, he left that being a householder. And yes, he perhaps had all this wisdom, but that's also looked at as a very easy path. But when you have to deal with, you know, friends, family, spouses, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, kids, paying bills, because the sadhus and the Buddha, they don't, they don't pay, they don't even do deal with money. They, you have to go into the ashram with, you know, debt free, mm-hmm. everything's taken care of. Maybe you have to wash dishes or go in the garden, but you know, everything's taken care of, you know? Um, yeah. So to your point, it's like the people that are really out here in the trenches and doing and connecting to their spirituality and, and healing are doing so much for the planet, so much for all of us, you know, we're all coming together, helping and doing it for each other by what we're doing individually. So, I mean, thank you for that point. I think more people will have to hear that and realize that they are making a difference. A big they difference. are. Yeah. Right? It's, it, can, it, can be, it can be a bit overwhelming because in these very unique times with through all this tumultuous transformation, it's kind of like clearing up a hundred lifetimes in one lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really condensed. And it's like every time you turn around, you get hit again. I know everyone can resonate with that. But a big part of yeah. it is because of, of the opportunities that are available. And really all that's missing is enough folks like you and me that have the skill set to help people to, to move through it. And, and level up. So that's not going to be on and talk about it. Top of it. Yeah. yeah, and talk about it. I mean, I'm really appreciating this conversation because I feel like, you know, a lot of times listeners will say, like, great conversation. I felt like I was a fly on the wall and I just listened and got so much information. And because each of us are saying, not only have we gone through it, we still are. It's still, we're still on the soul path. We're still here. We're doing it. Um, there's no little magic wand, you know, but there's these consistent principles or things that you can do for healing. One thing before, I know we're going a little over time and before wrapping up, if you can, you talked about something and I've been, and I want to get your take on it because I've had this kind of interesting realization with like we were talking about the awakening and so many of us are awake and awakening more and more and more. But it's very interesting. I've seen to your point, the need to go back to repatterning, healing, energetic, you know, the whole idea of healing on this next level, where there was a lot about manifestation, creativity, making things happen, living from the soul. But now it's like it seems like, oh, no, we got to go back to this. we got to go back. What do you make of that, this, the idea of healing 
I feel like there's a, a reemergence of the emphasis and in, in highlighting the importance at this stage of the awakening for some reason. Do you have any understanding or thought on that or what you've seen with the people you're working with? Anything you could share with us? Yes, I, thank you for that, Michelle. Um, what I would share is that we have a choice with how it looks. Healing does not mm-hmm. have to be suffering. You know, the, mm-hmm. the Buddha is quoted as saying, life is suffering. Uh, and that may or may not be what the Buddha said. Mm-hmm. In, in my observation... In, 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 right? We can change story. If that's a thing. <laughs> they may have been somewhat enlightened, but they still made mistakes or had a certain approach that may or may not be, you know what I mean? The highest vibration. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, and and, go and ahead. I think that's all a perspective. It's Life, life yeah. is life. It's, it's how do we bring ourselves to it that causes it to be not so unpleasant. Everything that happens, happens for a reason. The, the, how does people get out of the suffering and the victim? Take responsibility and realize that it's happening for a reason. That's the first step in leveling up and, and, and being positive and no longer suffering. And then start applying the tools and techniques that Tao Healing offers, and you just get a little bit better, a little bit higher, a little bit above, and pretty soon you, you are, you are um, creating your life consciously, presently, and purposefully versus suffering through life and going, when is this going to stop? Mm. So different, there's a different approach, and that's kind of what I've been coming to as well, and I like what you're saying. doesn't have to be suffering and I know I've changed my mind or understanding of things or restudied something or have had a different opinion, approach, or belief. I could stay flexible in that. So I feel like I'm going to just throw this out to everyone. I feel like we need to be that way with everything. I don't care where the source is, you know, from Google to the Bible or the Upanishads or Vedic or Buddhism. Some of those things are founded on, you know, it could be limited to where we are now. You know, some of the things that happened with the typewriter may not be relevant now or the old Kodak camera or, you know, Polaroid or what's the, the Instamatic. I feel like we all have to be willing to update. And to me, when you're saying this healing, it is an ability to be flexible and update our thoughts, our ideas, our beliefs, or principles, or dogma, or whatever, I do with myself yeah. or what I believe or what I was taught. I, I, I think it doesn't matter. I mean, the Buddha is no greater than you, Paul, or our listeners. You know what I mean? The, the Buddha within, the Guru within, the teacher. They, not all these people had everything 100% zipped up and right. No one can. You know, I know I can. Mm. So I think that's part of that taking back our power or empowerment. And, again, not being the victim, because part of victimhood is also giving authority over our life that, oh, someone said life is suffering. You know, or you get up and you suffer, or the earth plane is a school, or you suffer, or it's drudgery. All those format people's not only beliefs, but how they view the world and navigate the world. And so you can't expect they live from a higher vibrational frequency if all of life is suffering. You know what I mean? It's just it, it doesn't go together. No truer statement has been made. Right? I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because we got those, you know, I haven't thought of that in a long time, but all those little things planted in our head. 
you know, do more for others, a kind of the martyr complex with a lot of religions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have to somehow flush those out. I don't know if your Tao healing focuses on that, but we have to kind of flush some of those out and go, well, living higher vibrational frequency from joy and love filled, how does that fit with the belief of life is suffering? You know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's simply a statement like, that obviously doesn't have any truth anymore. Right, right. So maybe that belief is just not, it's obsolete. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Gosh, I could talk to you forever, we're, and we're winding out of time. Um, I definitely love to have you back on. I love what, so much of what you've shared. I think you've given some really good practical things to do and, you know, insights. And kind of just, it's all dovetailing to me, this, this podcast, this episode is so synchronistic, because I feel like we're, get, like you said, forced to heal. I think we're all going to have to look at this in big and little ways, what we've been discussing whatever's coming up, we cannot not look at this and, and, you know, act upon it at this point. Yeah. In general, all of us will continue to either be happy or not so happy. And the choice will always be ours. And part of that choice is what, what do I want to do now that can help me to have less, of what I don't want and more of what I do want mm-hmm. in this new energetic environment that we're operating in. And there are many yeah. modalities that can serve you. I'm a big fan of going to wherever best serves me. Um, you know, and I know that, that what I do is not for everybody. It's for the right person at the right time, just as what's perfect for them is you at this time. So people need to keep their heart and their mind open to to moving from teacher to teacher as needed and to healer to healer yeah. as needed to, to allow their soul to get what is nur- the nurturing that it needs so that they can get out of the funk that we, we often find ourselves in. I think it's very important yeah. to recognize there's no one-off answer that there are many opportunities out there, and that's why this course is so awesome. Absolutely. And also, to your point, having the, the modalities, the, using them, you know, that it's a lifelong process. You have these tools or techniques or whatever it is, whatever people are drawn to, but you have to use them. You have to utilize it. You have to do the work. You have to get the healing, you know, or open up to the it's healing. So whatever. True. It's so true. Yeah. There's a That's statement it. that my you teacher can... says, if heaven does 50%, you do 50%. Yeah, yeah. It's no good getting the book, getting the crystal, listening to the podcast, um, you know, getting the reading, whatever it is, you actually have to do, you know, kind of a circumvision, going around and do that pattern interrupt or circumvent or do, you know, do the tools, use the tools, do the introspection. Paul, how can people find you? I know you have a free course also um, going on. But if you could let people know what you have going on and how they can connect with you if they would like to, um, that would be great if you would share that. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share that, Michelle. Um, to all those that this resonates with, I'd love to connect with you. Um, I do have a website. It's called Wellspring of Light. And uh, you know, the blog talk radio and all the different shows that uh, Michelle is on will show that link. 
wellspringoflight.com. And on there is a free course, and it's called Heal Your Soul, Heal Your Life. And it's, uh, it's like a nine little five-minute videos, about a little less than an hour of your world, uh, but packed with valuable information that can assist you with awakening to how your life might be being um, manipulated by the negative mm. information in your soul that you were unaware of and how you can get back control of it and start bringing your life into a much more positive place. And that's a free course that I offer. And then there's many other things available on the site, but I won't go into those at this point. Okay. And, and, the, and the website to get to was wellspringoflight.com, right? Yes, correct. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Paul, for coming on and sharing, and um, I really, really enjoyed this discussion with you. Really got a lot out of it um, as well. So uh, thanks for taking the time to come on and share. Yes, my pleasure, and thank you so much, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity in the future. Definitely. Love it. Definitely. Mahalo. Mahalo. All right, everyone. Wow, this was a this was a juicy episode. I I may have to listen to it if I'm driving around. Maybe I'll put it on and listen. Um, let me know. I don't really have comments on Blog Talk, but if you're following me on Instagram, let me know. Even my or on YouTube or Facebook, uh, either YouTube or Instagram. If you're subscribed to um, Instagram or following me on Instagram or subscribed on YouTube, let me know how this landed for you or the next few weeks if you can call in or in the chat and let me know if you integrated any of the stuff that we talked about today. But I just really feel it's really interesting. I feel this really dark heaviness but lightness of energy. And dark heaviness, I mean more the void. Like there's this like blanket over stuff that people are trying to get out of or see through. And it all has to do with the energetics, just like I talked about at the top of the podcast. Uh, right at the beginning. So that heaviness may just be your potential. It just may be extra energy that's coming up from the subconscious to be dealt with, to be utilized in life-affirming ways. So uh, I do like what Paul said about forgiveness, and I'm just saying don't judge it. Be fiercely honest, but compassionate, loving, and forgiving with yourself. You know, because that's the only way you're going to be able to reclaim that creator energy that is you and that you have. You've got to own up to what got you or how you got where you are. You know, yes, it could be parents. Yes, it could be mother, father. Yes, it could be what you were born into, where you are. But that's the soul chose that experience. And you're here now. So you got to deal with what happened with compassion and, you know, may revisit it, replay it, but also what's perpetuating it, what's perpetuating the pattern. And I guess that's what I was really trying to get across this whole podcast. And then Paul brought in his take on it in, in, in his modalities and his viewpoint, um, which there's some nice intersection there and, you know, crossover there. It's going to be critical, folks. I, those of you that are on Patreon with me and you've seen some of the videos I've done of what's coming up in the years, but, but this will move you being fiercely, radically honest 
will allow you to thrive and move in new directions. It will free up beautiful source energies, creator, creator, loving energies for you. It will, like who called in Holly with 1111, it will get you in that vibration to be navigated and taken care of by the universe and the universal energy that is you. It happening through you as you and the universe drawing certain people and circumstances to you for a nice, fluffy landing, okay? But we can only do that by connecting in with the energetics. I did a post on this on Instagram. The energetics right now, extra, extra, extra important. Energetics, feeling, emotions, energy and motion, vibration, frequency, tone, sound, wavelength. What are we talking about? energy. All right, you beautiful souls. I love you. Mucho, mucho, mucho amor. I love you lots. Uh, Big hug. I'm here for you. I appreciate you traveling with me on this soul path. Um, Let me know how you're doing. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.